Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Future Brew, Michigan football and basketball recruiting right here on mazenbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today, Michigan football recruiting writer for mazenbrew.com, John Simmons. John, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Vaughn. Hey, good to hear. And I think uh, we should be getting some either good or bad news, some news at some point uh, this week uh, regarding a couple recruitments in the 2021 class and that's what we're going to kick off the podcast with today just because these guys are uh, pretty important pieces potentially to Michigan's 2021 class let's start with Drew Kendall we've talked about him ad nauseum on this pod four-star offensive a guard from Dedham Massachusetts 6'4 260 he's a, a number 130 now on the 24 uh, 7 sports composite uh, number nine overall guard and number one in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, God, that's a mouthful, apparently. Um, apparently, he is supposed to be deciding sometime this week. And uh, it, I don't know, man. I mean, at this point, with the way things have went with this, uh, not not just the cycle overall, but just with this specific recruitment, 
I feel like Michigan's probably not going to get good news. All the crystal balls as of this recording are on Michigan right now, but I expect that to kind of flip a little bit here. Again, I, I have no intel on this recruitment whatsoever. I haven't talked with Drew Kendall during this recruitment at all, but just my gut instinct uh, tells me that he'll probably end up committing somewhere else, whether it's Boston College or Stanford. I believe Duke is a, a pretty relevant school in his recruitment as well, but apparently he will be deciding sometime this week. I just don't foresee it going Michigan's way here, which is, I guess, okay, considering Michigan has four commits in this class already. So it's not the end of the world if they don't get Drew Kendall, uh, but it would have been nice to secure his commitment with losing Rocco Spindler uh, a few weeks back. So John, what's your take on this? What, what are your gut? What's your gut telling you with this recruitment? Do you think Michigan ends up getting him uh, to commit or do you think he goes elsewhere sometime uh, this week? Yeah, I think there's still a chance. I don't think he's decided yet, but it's not looking great. It's kind of like the, the Caleb Tierney recruitment from earlier in the cycle where a kid has all the crystal balls and there doesn't seem like a reason he shouldn't be committed to Michigan at this point, but then he just keeps putting it off and putting it off. And at some point you'd have to wonder why he hasn't pulled the trigger yet. There's something holding him back. And after a certain point, it just uh, – it ends up the tides end up switching and another school end up getting him. In this case, I think it's going to be Boston College where his dad played and where it's a lot closer. So I think it's uh, probably was always the easiest choice for him. Um, but, you know, Michigan did a good job to get out there and be the leader for a while. But I, I don't know. It just uh, they couldn't close on it when it, you know, kind of came down to brass tacks for Kendall when he had to finally sit down and make his decision. I think the pull from home was just going to end up being too much. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest part of this. Uh, if he chooses Boston College, it is that pull from home. He's It's close in proximity to where he's currently at. Like you mentioned, his father played at Boston College for his collegiate football career. So there's a lot of things going against Michigan uh, with all of that. But Ed Warner did a really nice job of solidifying a relationship with him and constantly staying in contact, it seems like, with him and his family. So it, it seemed like Michigan was the real leader there for a few months, quite honestly, because you didn't really hear a ton about Drew Kendall and Boston College. And you heard more about him trying to get accepted into Stanford uh, than anything with him and Boston College. But again, it's just that proximity to home and his father's alma mater. I believe a lot of those uh, aspects are, are going against Michigan at this point. And uh, what, he doesn't have a commitment date set, but whenever he ends up deciding, who knows, he could end up delaying it again because he's delayed it for the last several months now. Uh, he, at first it seemed like he was going to commit sometime back in May and then it just kept putting, getting pushed back. And uh, now we're here in uh, uh, approaching September as of this recording, August 31st. Um, and he still hasn't committed. So who knows if he actually decides this week, but reportedly that's what is expected to happen. So if he does this week, it, it, it's just, he, he's had all summer to commit to U of M and he hasn't. And I don't know what's going on in the kid's head right now. Uh, rightfully so. There's a lot going on in the world um, with, you know, him not being able to get out to Stanford and some of these other schools that he wanted to visit. 
but at the end of the day, I just don't see this going Michigan's way. I think uh, Michigan will end up moving on here and uh, probably just stay with that four-man offensive line class. Um, you've got four good uh, offensive line prospects with the lowest ranked kid uh, being still a top 400 guy with uh, uh, a couple interior guys and a couple exterior guys. So I, I think the class is still good uh, where it's at with or without Drew Kendall. Obviously getting Kendall on board would be great to have a full five-man rotation, but wouldn't be exactly a, a huge recruiting loss if he does commit to Boston College. Yeah, it's kind of uh, the story of the last couple of cycles for Warder is the beginning of the cycle he's in, talking with all these top elite guys, but then just one by one, they end up going to different schools. And he does well to have a lot of backup options. Yeah. Um, but then you just kind of keep going down farther, farther down the board and what looks like could be an elite class at the start ends up being a, you know, an above average to good class with, you know, there's a lot of potential still with guys like Tristan Bounds and, you know, El Hadi, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely kind of just disappointing relative to what we thought, you know, could have uh, been uh, the, in the class, you know, just a couple months ago. Um, I still think they're, they're going to go after Noah Josie, the four star from Tennessee. Um, you know, he's another guy, he's like right in the three, four star edge, but I think, college coaches like him more than the services do you know he probably would have been committed to georgia by now if sam Pittman didn't leave to be the head coach at arkansas yeah he's got a bunch of other good offers uh so i think if they want to end up going still taking five then noah josie's probably next man up um but yeah i could also see them just staying with four and you know keeping that scholarship for you know maybe on the defensive line if they want to take uh another defensive tackle or not, mm -hmm. or, you know, in the secondary or somewhere like that. So they could definitely use that scholarship somewhere else too. Yeah. I, I think saving the scholarship for somewhere on defense is probably the move uh, quite honestly, just because of the attrition that you uh, just this off season alone, Ambry Thomas declaring for the draft rightfully. So just cause this is pretty much a lost season already. And uh, you already had a, a few uh, on, on the cusp of, possibly declaring still with Aiden Hutchinson and Quiddy pay. So you don't know if you're going to get those two guys back uh, for whenever the next season is played. So I, I think, I think that's a really good idea, John, quite honestly, save the scholarship for possibly a George Rooks, uh, a guy that um, hasn't really been talked about a ton, but might still sneak his way into this class. I think Rayshon Benny will, probably end up committing to Michigan at some point. I think Michigan at the very least leads right now. Uh, so if you want to go get a couple more guys on defense, I, I think that would probably be the way to do it just because of the guys that they've taken in on offensive line the last couple cycles. Uh, they had six guys, I think, in that 2019 class and uh, several guys uh, in the 2020 class. So if you if you stick with four, I don't think it's – a terrible thing by any means, but, but yeah, I, I just, uh, I, th I think defense using that scholarship for anywhere on defense, really just secondary or defensive line, I think would be uh, the right choice there. Um, swift transition to another kid who may end up making a commitment at some point in the near future. He doesn't play defense, but he does play a position that Michigan definitely needs at least one of, 
in this 2021 class, and that's running back. And the guy that we're talking about today is three-star uh, Tavier Dunlap, and we haven't talked a ton about him, uh, but he's narrowed his schools down to two, it sounds like, and Michigan is one of them, along with Oklahoma State. So he is a three-star from Texas. He's uh, six foot, 196, 374 overall on the composite. So uh, quite a bit to like from Dunlap. Uh, he's, he's got a, a 4.6340 time, a 4.49 shuttle time, uh, a vertical of a 33 and a half. These are all from the opening regional from 2019. So the numbers don't blow you away by any means, but you flip on the tape and you just see a guy that it, it really looks like he knows how to play the position. So uh, again, um, this would be another solid addition for Michigan's class and obviously a position that they need at least one of. Yeah, I think he's a, another good uh, option. I, I know 24-7 is really high in him. Um, they have him as a four-star, and I, th I think the tape shows that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Michigan's always been in it for a while. There hasn't been much talk about him. Uh, Utah and USC were, you know, thought to be doing well too, but then they dropped out, so it's Michigan-Oklahoma State. I think uh, Oklahoma State probably has the lead right now, but Michigan could definitely make up the ground. The only problem is how soon is Dunlap committing. Um, it said that he could uh, commit as soon as this week. It's not a set date or not, but I think, you know, just a little more time for Michigan to catch up ground would be helpful for them here. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, the next follow-up question is for everyone is going to be, what does that mean for Donovan Edwards? And I don't think it's going to hurt Michigan's chances with them as long as they're open and talk to him about taking another back. Um, you know, Georgia took uh, Lovesia Carroll, uh, another even guy ranked even higher than Dunlap a while ago, and he hasn't uh, removed them from his list or anything. Um, Ohio State lost out on Edwards by pressuring him to commit when he wasn't ready and then taking another guy instead. So I don't think – he's not opposed to being in a two-running back class, and he said as much. I think it's more about who the other player is and the coaches being open with him and not making him rush or trying to, you know, push – pressure him about spots remaining in the class. Mm -hmm. and more just, you know, trying to keep those communication lines clear and, uh, you know, let them know what's going on. Yeah, and I think they've done a really good job of doing that throughout this entire cycle. He's been their number one guy at the position throughout this entire class. Uh, they've been very vocal about that, and they've let him know that on several occasions. They've had several Zoom calls with him with essentially every offensive staff member that they have over in Schembechler Hall. So, yeah, I mean, it speaks volumes that they think very highly of Donovan Edwards, and I don't think they would end up taking a commitment from Dunlap if it meant hindering their chances with Edwards. I think before even taking a commitment from Dunlap, they'd probably say, hey, this guy wants to commit. Is this going to hurt our chances with you because you're still our number one guy? If it did end up hurting their chances, then they'd probably deny him because I think at this point, Edwards is Michigan's to lose. I, I've been saying it pretty much this whole class that – I, I, this is just my opinion. I think Edwards will end up uh, playing for Michigan. I think he will commit to Michigan at some point, whether that's soon or not. I have no idea. I don't think it would be like any time in the next couple weeks by any means, but it sounds like Dunlap really wants to commit sooner rather than later. Uh, so if, if it hurts their chances with, with uh, Donovan Edwards, yeah, they probably wouldn't take a commitment from him, and he'd probably end up going to Oklahoma State. 
which is a very interesting school because when it came to Dunlap, it didn't really sound like Oklahoma State was a, a, a front runner for him uh, for a while. I thought USC was more of a, a threat to Michigan than uh, OK State, but um, goes to show that recruiting really can uh, flip on a dime here. Um, but yeah, I, th I think that Edwards question will pretty much end up being the tell all of uh, will Michigan end up getting a commitment from Dunlap or not. And uh, I, I guess we will find out sooner rather than later because reportedly he wants to commit at some point, perhaps this week. Obviously, uh, again, like Drew Kendall, he doesn't have a commitment date set in stone. So we'll just have to keep monitoring that. And uh, of course, we'll bring you the news on maizeandbrew.com. So Stick around uh, the website for more news on that. But This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, unless you had any other comments about Dunlap, I, we'll get moving to our final segment here, John. Did you have anything else to add? No, let's get to it. Cool. Okay, man. Well, I uh, I, th I find this one pretty interesting. Uh, th this is a 2022 update uh, from uh, Steve Lorenz over at the Michigan Insider. He reported uh, yesterday that Marlon Klein, who is a, a three-star tight end from – well, he's originally from Germany, but I believe he plays in Georgia. Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. John. Yep, in Georgia. Okay, plays in Georgia. I thought – thought that was correct there. He's uh, listed at 6'6", 205, 369 on the a composite here. Steve Lorenz is reporting uh, that Marlon Klein is going to be visiting Ann Arbor this weekend. And uh, with the tight end position being one that you could possibly see Michigan taking two at in this cycle just because they have not taken two tight ends in a recruiting class since 2018 – uh, definitely important to get a guy on board early and not saying that he's going to commit this weekend by any means, but to get a guy like him on campus where he lives in Georgia, there's a global pandemic going on. So the fact that you're able to convince him to get to Ann Arbor for a visit, uh, that's really good work from whoever was able to do that. I don't know if it was Harbaugh or Sharon Moore, but kudos to them. Um, 
But very good news, very big news here, in my opinion, John, because they view Klein as one of the top tight ends in this class. And if you're able to lock him in uh, sooner rather than later, then you can move on and possibly uh, work some of these other tight ends in the class like they've been doing uh, the last few cycles. Obviously, they got Lewis Hansen uh, to commit early. And uh, they, they went after uh, Thomas Fidone. Obviously, that didn't work out. He committed to Nebraska uh, the previous cycle. Uh, they uh, got Matthew Hibner on board. And then they went after Theo Johnson. Obviously, that didn't work either. But the fact that they're getting at least one guy on board early so they can possibly get another uh, it really speaks volumes to the work that Sharon Moore has put in as a recruiter uh, since getting uh, to Michigan. But again, I, I think this is a big development here in this recruitment. And uh, it, it's nice to see these 2022 updates uh, like this, because I feel like there haven't been a ton recently. Uh, but uh, again, uh, big news. Uh, what are your thoughts about this, John, uh, and where this recruitment might go from here? Yeah, I'm excited about 2022, too. Um, tonight, actually, we're recording on Monday, but tonight the, at midnight, the staff can start contacting 2022s. And, you know, Matt Dudak, the director of recruiting, is already posting gifts about. Yeah, I saw that. So you, you should be ready to see a lot of stuff about that once uh, coaches can start contacting them. So it's exciting. Um, but in regards to Klein, yeah, I think he's uh, been really excited about Michigan. Uh, I would have to say that they lead at this point. Um, I think that they've definitely been recruiting him the hardest and he's going to go all the way up to, to Michigan to see a visit. Um, I have definitely have faith in the, the staff there to make a, come up with a cool plan to be able to uh, kind of host him without being in contact with him. I don't know if that's with like players on the team going out there or, you know, pre-recorded videos or things like that. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting to see how they do it. Uh, you know, t tight ends kind of like running back the same way where the past few cycles, Michigan's been wanting to take two, but have never really found the right pairing. Um, and at some point they're going to have to take two just to keep the room stocked. And I think 22 mm -hmm. class is going to be the, the one where it ends up being running back is pretty deep is really deep actually. And tight yeah. end, uh, Sharon Moore is already in on Klein and, uh, Donovan Green, the number one tight end from Texas. They talk all the time already, even before um, coaches are allowed to contact first. So Green's been initiating all that. So I think it's um, – they've, they've put themselves in a good position so far. And, yeah, and if they can get Klein to commit early, then they can start, you know, focusing their efforts, narrow it down, and uh, get another guy on board at yeah. some point. Yeah, I agree. And I fully expect him to get a phone call from Sharon Moore tonight at some point. As you mentioned, tonight is the night that they can reach out to 2022 prospects themselves. They're in different uh, time zones, him and Green, so he can that call too. each at their midnight. Exactly. That's a really good point. That That is a really, really good point. And I, I would imagine that that's probably their plan. So they'll call Marlon right at midnight Eastern time and then give Donovan a call. Uh, a couple hours after that. Um, but Marlon Klein, he's got uh, other pretty good offers uh, for being a three-star. And I would imagine he'll probably be due for a rankings bump uh, just given this offer sheet. He's got a Colorado, Florida State, Georgia, Indiana, Michigan State, Nebraska, a TCU, Purdue, West Virginia, Virginia Tech. So he's he's got some really good offers here uh, for being a kid that uh, really hasn't played football a ton in his life 
And uh, honestly, the, the potential is really there. He's 6'6", uh, 205. Uh, he, he lists himself as 6'7", in his huddle film. I was actually watching his huddle film uh, last night after uh, Steve Lorenz posted that. And uh, it, it's just incredible. He is just bigger than everybody else on the field. And he's got some pretty decent speed for a uh, 6'6", 205 kid. Uh, and he had some blocking uh, stuff on his film as well, which uh, to, to try and get a, a, an idea of how well-rounded a prospect is, I certainly appreciate the fact that that was included in his huddle film. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, but I, I like where this kid is, uh, is going with, uh, with football in the future. Yeah, he has a lot of potential, you know, coming over from, uh, from Germany. There's, you know, Michigan's used that before in basketball and football lately. Um, but especially for football, you know, it's not as big over there. So uh, I think he probably didn't start playing till much later in life and coming here, he's going to uh, develop a lot quicker. So they probably see him as a, as a big ball of clay that they can mold uh, into an athlete. You know, it'll be a couple year project, I think, but that, that's probably good if they're taking another guy in the class anyway. So yeah, they definitely love his athletic potential and I think he's going to be an exciting player. You know, John, the football's not here, but fall is kind of in the air right now. The what you can feel the weather change in Michigan, at least. I don't know how it is in New York, but the weather's changing, and 2022 is in the air, man. And it, it's just this excitement of this new class and just getting to know all of these new kids. It's uh, it's refreshing, uh, given everything that we've all been going through the last few months. So it, it it's very nice. Uh, I'm excited uh, to see how all of this plays out here and uh, we appreciate you guys listening. That's uh, that's all the time we got for today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Johnny boy, where are you at on Twitter? At Simmons underscore John. Give Mason brew a follow and like on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the good social media channels and be sure to like, subscribe, rate all of our podcasts here on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. We will be back next week, hopefully with some good updates on the recruiting front per usual. And for John Simmons, my name is Vaughn Lozon. Thanks for listening again, and go Blue. All right, John, I, uh, I certainly appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, man. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, take care, buddy. Talk to you later. See you. Bye.